Y'all, hormones, it's impossible not to have them. There's over 1,000 hormone disruptors in our food, our water, the air, the clothes, the skin care, the dryer sheets, everything, child, is a scam. To the hormones, okay? Plus, we have natural hormonal changes that our bodies go through. Like, what's going on with my body? Like, I am now in my 30s and my skin is acting like a teenager. What is going on with the hormones? Which is why I love Hormone Harmony. It contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Okay, so adaptogens help the body adapt to stressors like chaotic hormonal changes. It's perfect for women struggling with PMS, menopause, and more, honey. Y'all know I work hella jobs. Hormone Harmony has really helped me like regulate, especially like sleep and just relaxation and calming down and not panicking as much. They've got 17,000 reviews, so you don't even have to listen to me, but get into it. And for a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire order at hormonemammoth.com. Just use the code goddess at checkout. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. congregation. Oh, do we have a tasty treat for you today? Welcome back to Scam Goddess. It's me, Lacey Mosley, aka Scam Goddess, the show that's all about fraud and uh, usually cheering for it. Maybe not today, though. So today I'm very, hmm, yes, yes, excited. I'm gonna switch it up on y'all in a little bit. I'm not gonna say that anymore. I don't know. I like it. Uh, but I'm really, I really am excited today. We have two amazing guests for you. Come on, double the pleasure, double the fun. Tess Barker and Babs Gray. They're comedians, writers, and podcasters who launched the podcast Britney's Gram in 2017, which kicked off the international free Britney movement. Together, they co-host the podcast Toxic, the Britney Spears story, and the Lady to Lady podcast, which I have been on, is very fun, along with Brandy Posey. Also, check out Babs' first stand-up album called If I Did, available to buy or stream now get on the interwebs congregation welcome tess barker and babs gray to the show hey hi lacy oh my god so excited to be here so excited how are you ladies doing doing great you know kind of riding high we got some good britney news this week uh Mm. the pumpkin spice uh smoothies back at jamba juice so i'm having a pretty good day (laughs) wait a minute pumpkin spice smoothie yeah smoothie and I, yeah, yes. And it's, it is way, it, it's exactly what you think it is. It's a milkshake. It's, it, it's just a milkshake. Yeah. But they have the new, the new one there they have with oat milk. So it's dairy free. Oh, never mind. It's a smoothie. It. It's a smoothie. It's a smoothie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Look, I was about to say like, maybe I need to get one of those. Do I turn into a white woman instantly after I take a first sip? Yeah. <laughs> is that how it you works? Being, yeah, you take a first sip and then you're rude to the cashier right away. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
<laughs> Love it. Yeah. I'm like, now I'm calling cops on people in the John Bajus. <laughs> Just one sip. No, I love it. Okay, guys. Well, I have to ask first, before we get into our first segment, uh, we'll start with you, Babs. Like, what's your relationship with scams? Have you ever been scammed? Do you like them? Do you hate them? Like, what's your vibe? I have to say it shockingly never been scammed, which I cannot wow. believe. I think that I know that I'm easily scammable, so I avoid scam situations in general. Like Scientology, I can't go in that building because I will become a Scientologist. You know what I mean? So So I think I know how to stay away. But yeah, I like scams. I like them. If I'm looking at true crime, scams are my favorite kind because murder, that's a little too much for me. That's a little too gory. Scams, they're inventive. It's a puzzle. I think it's, you know, I'm a fan of them. Generally, <laughs> generally, maybe not today's episode, but, today, generally. but generally, yes. Okay, I get that. Like, I feel like I could go in the Scientology building, but they wouldn't like me because they would know I would just be in there being a voyeur. I'm just trying to see where Xenom at, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get on the boat. They still doing Sea Org? That's a cruise. Like, yeah. look, is there mimosas on the boat? I might be right. Down. I heard they yeah. have a brunch, so I was like, "What's popping with this brunch? I get free brunch. Y'all get to talk to me about um." L. Ron, like that's fine. I I love me some L. Ron. Just kidding, I don't. But (laughs) I I would get kicked out of Scientology. I'd go on the Sea Org. You're supposed to work on that boat. I would definitely just be in there chilling. They're like, listen, you're not contributing. You're not going to be one of the people like riding around on a bicycle in Hollywood, kind of like spreading the good word. Right. They, they stand on the corner and they really be working them corners hard. OK, oh, pretty yeah. woman ain't got shit on Scientology. <laughs> no. OK, they out there showing a the little leg. They like y'all go. Y'all going to get with Xenom or else. So <laughs> and yes. they all are just joylessly smoking cigarettes all the time. <laughs> they, They're the last people what in saying. Los Angeles that smoke. I this is all the reasons all why I have to avoid or because it sound <laughs> I want in and I know it's a scam. We just see Babs on the corner with like a fistful of cigarettes wearing like a button down <laughs> with a with a clip on tie. <laughs> I'll be wearing a clip on tie with the pretty woman dress with the circle thing in the middle, just like a combo. Yes. Maybe I'll post on the Scam Goddess Instagram. I did a bit where I was just in front of the Scientology building harassing people. It's funny, though. It's not mean, but it's insane. Um, But wait, so Tess, what is your relationship with scams? I cannot believe Babs has never been scammed. You are my unicorn. I get scammed all the time. And I I host a show called Scam Goddess. You would think... (laughs) I mean, I probably... Maybe I haven't. I just didn't know. I've certainly dated a lot of pieces of shit but i don't think i've ever oh, lost my, i've never scam. lost money from it aside from like paying for their dinners and stuff oh yeah look i pay for some dinners too sis hetman <laughs> are a scam okay they are yes. a whole in scam. general we know a that robbery mm-hmm. and you know that it's like you go in and you know you're gonna get robbed you know yeah, you it's, just like by, it's like buying a beer at a dodger game i know it's a ripoff I want right? <laughs> you know it's a ripoff, but you still want it. And that's exactly how I feel. Like, if a man stays in my house and, like, we've been dating or something, like, I still wake up, even if we've been dating for a while, and I'll check my purse and make sure all the contents are there when they leave. But, like, if a woman stays with me, like, I'm not checking for that. I'm like, this is fine. But if a man's there, I'm like, let me make sure this nigga didn't rob me. <laughs> Before he leaves. But, Tess, what is your relationship with scams? Oh, I have um, a multifaceted relationship with scams. I love scams um, in terms of acting them out. Um, I'm a really good scammer when acting it comes to Acting them out? <laughs> that is the best version of I'm a scammer I've ever heard. It was so artistic. You know, I love scams. I love performing them. Yes. <laughs> and it is yes. my best scams. I'm, I've always been very good at calling in sick to work or school. Mm. I, and I do, when I say act them out, I do act them out. Like you, 
the people don't realize if you're calling in sick, lay down. They can tell if you're laying down or standing up. Okay, yes. are y'all listening? <laughs> That's Tess a great is, tip. Tess is laying down tips. <laughs> Write the book, Tess. Oh, yeah. Lay down. Okay, so you got to lay down. Lay down. Here's my other one. If you I'm need to get out it. of work for two days, tell them you got to have minor surgery. Because they won't ask any other questions. If it's a bigger surgery, they're going to be like actually concerned. But minor surgery, Mm. they're going to assume it's about your vagina. And there Uh will be no further questions. Right. Oh, you're right. And I feel like you can just, if you have a vagina out there, you could really just be like, yeah, I got some polyps on my vagina. And they'll be like, you know, that, that, all right, you good. Don't come in. Don't come in. Wait, if I lay down, it's like, hello. (laughs) Hello. See? Polyps. Polyps. I have a um, I have an um outpatient surgery today. Like, why did you request time off? It's um, it's a minor emergency. <laughs> Wait, I it does work use, though. Your voice changes when you lay down. See, yeah. see, I so always use food poisoning, and now like I realize that was just nothing. That was oh no, time. girl, that's what food poisoning is like. You got a flat tire. Everyone knows that one. Yeah. So there you guys go. But I've also oh, I've been scammed. I've fallen for, this is how easily scammed I am. You know, the one where the guy, I used to have my whole life. I've had busted cars. So like the one where, no, you guys know this one. I'm going to listen. I had a raggedy ass car too. And uh, I didn't even give a shit. I remember one time a bus hit me, like clipped me on the freeway and tore half my bumper off. I didn't even notice. And so I was like, why is everybody staring at me? Because I'm cute. And I was like, let me pull over. My bumper was hanging off the car, making little uh, sparks and shit. I was just like, la la la. Your so, bumper okay. is gonna set your car on fire for insurance money. Yeah. So you, so you've had some hoopties, okay? So I've had some hoopties, and I know I, you guys know this scam where you're at the gas station, and the guy's like, "Hey, I can fix that for you," mm-hmm. um, and then you, I'll fix it for you for cheap. Then you tell your insurance that you got it fixed; they'll pay you back, and you'll make some money. Do you guys know this scam? Yes, I do. I do. well, I did fall for that, and that guy don't. They're not, at least in my case, it wasn't someone who actually knew how to fix cars. He made it so, like so what was much wrong worse. with it. I had like gotten into an accident and I had a huge dent on my passenger side door. Like you could see where the mm-hmm. other car like scraped my entire door. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it needed like, I needed a new door basically. Okay. But he was uh, like, don't worry, do. I could pop that out. Right. Yeah. Was he punching it with his fists? Like, yeah. It was, it was an, I can pop that out and then I'll buff it. He goes, I can pop that out and then I'll buff it and it'll look like new. So he pops it out and then he buffs it with like this shit that looks, it's like white grease basically. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's just going to take a couple hours to dry. I pay this guy $500. He drives off. The shit never dries. It just stays like white <laughs> and greasy. The dent is still there. And this guy is nowhere to be found. Your car just has a noxema like stain yes, right. on it. Exactly. Oh, it's like he put some lotion on your car like it was ashy. Like, yes. no. Hey, sis, your car look a little ashy. I'll put some lotion on it for $500. <laughs> and then he drove off. Nah, bruh. You can't ever get nothing fixed by somebody in a, a motor vehicle. They, they too mobile. Like, I got to be right. able to come back to your shop like yeah. we gotta go to your shop yeah you might you can't fix it. my shit on a moped you, you know you can weave between lanes i'll never find you <laughs> yeah 
Try not to cut illicit deals with people who are in the getaway vehicle. Yeah, would be my advice. Yeah. That's a good sign. If somebody's <laughs> trying to offer to do something and they are mobile, like extremely <laughs> mobile, don't do it. They need to be stationary. If they can get in the car or the motorcycle like immediately, that's a no-go for me. Exactly. I feel you. That's a that's a common scam. I used to get so offended my last car. I don't even know why I got offended because this shit was raggedy. Um, Ford. <laughs> JK, if y'all sponsor the show, I love Fords. Um, <laughs> but I used to get those signs that said we buy junk cars like all the time I was like damn this is insulting can y'all just say we buy used cars like how you gonna just put this shit on here and be like your car is ass we will buy it thank you girl <laughs> and have you ever found out I know I found out that my car was a junk car from one of those cards I thought oh, it was yeah. alright oh, it's <laughs> like they're nagging me into giving them my car right. I've had that happen so many times It always, it's like in there, underneath all the dead leaves are on top of the windshield. They're like, yeah, yep. we're going to just jam it in there. Let her know what she, let her know what she's There's doing. like four other cards in there. Like, we'll put ours on top. We'll, we'll take the rest out. It's so disrespectful. I would, I feel like if y'all were like, we buy beautiful cars, I would feel more, I would feel better about going over there. You already telling me my shit is junk. I know you ain't going to give me a good price. Exactly. Exactly. Like we buy lemons. <laughs> Don't you want yeah. better for yourself? Let us buy this car off of you because <laughs> it's tragic. I, you would I'm be happier sure. crawling. Yeah. All of us who've driven a piece of shit car. I mean, I've definitely been approached by guys as well to mm-hmm. fix a random thing. I feel like as a woman, it probably happens more to us, too, because men just assume like, oh, she's a woman. Like, she don't know anything about cars. And look, they write about me. I don't. <laughs> me <yeah>. too. <laughs> no, it's actually shit. correct. No. But I know enough that I I don't want this fixed now. Also, I know enough that I can just drive around with it looking like shit forever. That's also an option. The only reason that I, well, I've I've upgraded since, but the only reason I was like, I got to get rid of this car is because you get pulled over more often if your car is raggedy, especially in nice neighborhoods. Because the police, like if I went to Beverly Hills, bro, they would run my tags. I wasn't even doing anything illegal. They would run my tags. I got towed out there because they were like, this bitch, we know something wrong because her car, if her car looked like this, she definitely got some fines or something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) If she ain't even fixing her car, she definitely ain't paying the gun government (laughs) they're right and they profile i will say i i my car i keep it messy my husband is like a neater person than i am so my car is my little pig pen where i just really i got jeans in there right now i got empty uh empty fast food wrappers all that and i do when i go on my runs sometimes i will leave my keys in my unlocked car because of that like no one's gonna try to it's hiding in plain sight i'm gonna give you the opposite though If you have shit in your car and there is somebody around, they will bust a window to get in that bitch. At least your doors weren't locked. Because I've had my car robbed twice. Um... Once it was in my garage at my old place, but it was kind of in the, it was in Hollywood. So, you know, like yeah, helicopters all the time, you know, everybody's uh, trying to get away on foot from robberies constantly. That caused a lot of traffic, but, <laughs> but um, they were like, they escaped into this neighborhood. You can't go home. What? Like that literally happened to me. Um, but 
one time, the, the last time, luckily my door was unlocked. So they just went in and they took like my deodorant. They took like my sunglasses and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, this must be an unhoused person if they if they jack my little, uh, yeah. you know, emergency deodorant. So I didn't feel that bad. And they didn't break my window. So I didn't have to pay for anything. And they left some armor on wipes. So I was like, damn, y'all trying to say I need to clean up? The fuck is these? Uh, <laughs> maybe they were wiping fingerprints. But I was like, bitch, how y'all gonna leave some wipes in here talking about, bitch, you need to wipe these leather seats down. I felt insulted. <laughs> Um, but the first time I got robbed was also in a damn garage and I had a bunch of wigs and shit in my car because at the time I was doing sketch comedy so you got to have a lot of highly flammable wigs y'all know yeah and (laughs) they broke into my car bust bust the fucking window they put a maxi pad on the window so they could absorb the sound damn I'm telling y'all how to break into cars and um they bust wait like a, a maxi pad like for periods yeah it was a maxi pad yeah. on the window when we found the car um because i guess it absorbs the sound of them hitting the glass while they're wow. trying to get it to break wow yeah and so th- i i came down saw it and i'm like oh my god because i did have some expensive shit in there but because the wigs and stuff were in there they didn't take anything and honestly i was offended i was like how you gonna break my window and then be like ain't the shit in here <laughs> Yeah, I want to say like then a week later you just saw all of them wearing your wigs. I would love that. I would love that more if I just saw a bunch of people on the street wearing my wigs. I would be proud. But they were like, we don't want this bitch's cheap shit. And but my mom was always like, you can't leave stuff in your car because people will think like, oh, if I bust it open, I'm gonna get there's gonna be something. But don't you think like I'm such a like the items that I'm displaying? I don't think put off the vibe of like there's some good shit in here. I have flammable wigs, girl. They That's didn't true. look that good and clothes, and they they bust my shit with a okay. maxi pad. They was dedicated. Okay, finally, so get a car wash today. Okay, fine. Yes. <laughs> I'm not saying wash the outside. I'm saying like put all that shit in the trunk or something, because the girls will rob. And but it's not even about robbery. It's about like you don't want them to bust your window, then you got to pay for that shit. Yeah. That's the thing. That's what annoyed me. I was like, y'all couldn't like break into the door or something. Y'all got to bust the window. God damn. So let's get into our first segment. 16 minutes in. I love this for us. Uh, What's hot and fraud? This is where we warn our listeners about popping scams in the zeitgeist. But more often than not these days, we get a letter from you guys. As always, snitch on your friends and family at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Just make sure your scam's retired so we don't what? Yes, fuck up your bag. All right. So today I need a fake name from you guys. Either one. And we don't care about gender. Frankenfurt. Frankenfurt. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) So Frankenfurt says, hey, Lacey. Hey, Frankenfurt. A few weeks ago, I received a call from an unknown number. A man who sounded vaguely threatening asked me by or asked for me by name, claiming he was a process server and that I was being sued for outstanding debt owed to a collection agency. He gave me a number to call and told me I could either make payment arrangements or he'd come to my place of employment the next day and serve me lawsuit papers. Um, that's us. I'm gonna pause right there. First of all, how you gonna tell me you gonna serve me tomorrow? I'm just not gonna be there. Do you know how serving works? You gotta surprise right. people. <laughs> like you gotta be like, oh, we having a birthday party, and then you get there on the birthday, and it ain't no birthday, and then somebody serving you. Like that's how you gotta do it. That's how Karuchi did Chris Brown. I think it was his birthday party. And he was at the club. The lawyer Nuh-uh. came into the club and was like, we fly high, no lie, we <laughs> lawsuit. Like, <laughs> and he gave him he he like a, a bottle of vodka. On a right, he came over like a, a bottle service girl came over and it was like a bottle wrapped around like legal paperwork yes i would absolutely do that if i was a server like wouldn't you if you if you were the person serving these notices you'd like that's where all the wigs come in like yes. all right what yes. what disguise can i wear today 
if your whole job is serving people, I hope you out there having fun. Babs, you're absolutely right. Like, I want wigs. I want costumes. I want you to show up like the UPS man and and the package is a lawsuit. Like... <laughs> Fate, yeah, pizza delivery. Yeah, oh, like you open a pizza box and it's a lawsuit. Yes, <laughs> that's exciting. Now, I hope they're doing stuff like that because that's how I would do it. Put some flair in it. Have fun with your job. Um, <laughs> if anybody does this, y'all tweet me and tell me if y'all do anything fun because I think that's how you should do it. Like I will always come in disguise. I would never just show up in a suit like you're served. No. They're like, I got served by a lady in a nurse costume. <laughs> I wasn't even at the hospital. <laughs> I'll be at Party City every day. Like, what am I going to serve the girls today? <laughs> so let's continue this. Frankfurt says, Frankenfurt says, at this point, I was about 50-50 on whether this was a scam. So I called the number. Okay, Frankenfurt, so you owe somebody some coins. Because if they called and said you owe Bank of America, you were like, well, I do owe a lot of people. So, you <laughs> yeah. know, there's Navian, my cousin. He was like going down the list like, mm, I could. This could be true. <laughs> Finally, something's coming back on my ass. I always feel that like when I get in trouble for something, even though it's not my fault, I'm like, well, I have done other fucked up shit. So maybe this is... That's a healthy way to look at it. I like that. (laughs) And collection agencies, like the whole situation is like uh, people will outsource their debt um, that they need to the collection agency. So the collection agency can harass you. And then in turn, the collection agency gets like a little piece of the debt if they can get you to pay. But they really don't have anything but phone calls. And this is so trifling because I have definitely have enough money to pay whoever they're trying to. But I be getting calls sometimes from a collection agency and they'll be like, this call might be recorded. I just hang up. Or they'd be like, hello. You hear like a doo-doo. Is this Lacey Mosley? I'll just hang up. Girl, I'm in the same place. I finally have money for like the first time in my life. And like, I'm like, well, it's not going to that. That's not real. My credit is fine. (laughs) I can get a house. I got a home loan. I ain't never paying y'all back. Y'all don't got enough on me. Sorry. My credit is great. (laughs) And do they not know that we all have... No. Sequoia, financial. Hello. Fuck off. We have fucking caller ID now. No, we're right. not answering unidentified calls. This isn't our first But they day. be switching it up. So sometimes mm-hmm. they'll call from an area code that's from your area code, which I'm from Texas. So if I see a 214 and I don't know it, bro, I'm not picking up. Like if I see a 972 and I don't know it, nah. But they'll call from places that they think you'll like pick up. Or now, sometimes for some weird reason, maybe there's a way you can program this in your phone, but I'll get phone calls and it'll say a name. And I think... That they think like, oh, you'll assume this is someone in your contacts because there's a name Mm. on the phone call. Yeah. And meanwhile, you ain't never met this person in your life. I was like, oh, that was a good one. They got me on that one a couple of times. They'd be like, dude, dude, this is Sequoia. I'm like, bye. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so petty. I could definitely pay them. And I'm just not going to. No, there's a million things I'd rather do. Also, it falls off after like a certain amount of years. Mm hmm. They just chalk it to the game. And I'm like, yeah, y'all better just charge it to the game, girl, because I'm <laughs> not going to give it to you. It's like I already used that money, so it's not real. It's yeah. right. it's just a non-existent number in your fucking computer. Like, whatever. Right. Money ain't real. Nothing's real. So yeah. it's a vibe, you know. <laughs> Currency is a vibe. And I'm not vibing with paying people back. No. <laughs> 
only people I'm paying back is the, uh, the government. I had one student loan because I went to school on a full scholarship, but a full tuition, but I had to pay for housing. And uh, my parents got a loan and then they paid their loan off for me. And then my loan, I was like, so y'all gonna leave the one in my name? That's how y'all gonna do me? <laughs> but they supported me throughout my struggling acting career, so I can't even say shit. Love y'all. Um, so a woman's. So remember, at this point, he's 50 50 because he does know he owes some people. So he says a woman who seemed very irritated answered because he called the number and he said a woman was seemed very irritated. And she answered and said nothing but hello, law office. No first name, no company <laughs> name, just law office. <laughs> This sounds like this must be the scammer's girlfriend. And she was like, babe, I don't I don't want to do this today. Girl, come on. We got to get these, these this fake lawsuits off. Hello, Law Office Incorporated of Law. Like, giving the girls nothing. So I told her about the call I received and she looked up my name, then told me I owed Bank of America $8,000 and that I could either make a payment now or let them sue you. She claimed that they had already sent me a letter requesting payment that I hadn't received. How do you know I ain't received the letter? Maybe mm-hmm. he's saying he didn't receive it. Um, she also had the last four digits of my social security number somehow. Again, making it seem somewhat believable. Damn. How'd she get yeah. the last four? No, I, don't, I don't like that. That's like easy. That. You guys, that one's yeah. easy. The you last got, four is out there. Yeah, that's out there. Anything that you give anyone is out there. Your phone number, all that. You know, I know it's all out there. It's all this, out there. You know, I haven't seen the the that out there yeah so it says i told the woman i would wait to be served the papers and take it from there i then spent the day calling bank of america and checking my credit report to make sure i didn't have any debt i had forgotten about i love you said i have any debt that i have forgotten about he's like i got debt i know where it's at (laughs) i'm just trying to make sure there's no crumbs of debt that i forgot about So, um, which of course he says, I didn't, I never got served papers or received another call, but it's a little scary that they have the last four digits of my social. I guess our information gets compromised all the time. So stay vigilant. Yep. It does. Mm -hmm. But just feel good that they needed to call you because they didn't have enough info to fuck you over. So that's a really, you wouldn't have gotten that phone call if they were all good to go. Right. They would have just robbed you if they had everything they needed. And that's another thing that should be a vote of confidence, guys. I always say this on this podcast. If something don't sound right, just hang up. You can just hang up the phone. It's not even personal. You're not face to face. Just hang up the phone. Like, because people will try you. And if you get scared or you start volunteering information, it might be over for your ass. So and like, even if it is Bank of America, hang up. Yeah, they right. really get in contact with you. If they really fucking need to, they'll figure. And you'll realize it's the real thing. Yes. I've, I oh. fuck with those people all the time. Like, I, I there was that one scam going around. I'm sure you talked about it, Lacey, where mm-hmm. it was like, did your credit card buy something in this other state? And it was this whole mm-hmm. thing. They were like, you're going to be investigated by the FBI or something. And I was like, and he goes, did your card buy this and this in Texas on this date? And I go, Yeah. It did. And he, like, didn't know what to do because I said yes. <laughs> you were so like, just, yee-haw. And he was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah, and he just, like, didn't know how to handle it. And then he was like, what do you do for a living? I don't know. I just made up all this dumb fake shit. What do you, you know? do for a living, sir? Why are you in my business? <laughs> yeah. What are you wearing right now? How much money right you now? got? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing tonight? Like, what's what's your right. deal? Is this a date? You go out with him? You marry him? Uh, it started with a scam and it ended with romance. That uh, is, I mean, lifetime movie. Let's do mm-hmm. it. Right. Okay. So, I last thought about this. 
I have never known Bank of America to let you charge money to them without them recouping it. Like now, if you have a negative balance, like that might happen. But Bank of America won't even let you buy shit if they're like, you can't afford it. Like, no, they'll just no. stop your car. They don't let you, like, they rarely let you go into the negative. Like, if it's an auto pay thing, I think they'll let you. But if you're trying to swipe on some $60 meal and you only got 30, Bank of America will be like, hey, girl. They will leave you embarrassed in Chipotle. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, no, that's... Prote- your, yeah, your card's getting denied. That's not... Right. Fraud protection is only... It only exists to protect banks. It's not there to protect us. So the bank... Bank of America, if I go like four miles up the street and go to a gas station, they're like, hey, sis, we saw you bought a Monster Energy in... um. <laughs> In Inglewood, that just don't sound like you. So we shut your card off. <laughs> I remember once I got that alert because I went to Taco Bell and it only got like five dollars worth of things. And I go to Taco Bell all the time. And it was like, there's no way it's her because she only bought five dollars worth up. of food. Like, she be getting way more at Taco Bell. She be getting Nacho Supreme. She be getting at least a yeah. freezy blast. No, the same babs. They're like, her. this is usually fifteen to twenty dollar purchase at least. There's no way this is her. Babs goes to Taco Bell and drops a stack. <laughs> like, run it up. Yeah, Give me all the tacos. Dream. Hell yeah. Listen, I still fucks with Taco Bell. I, there's a funny joke in Family Guy that was like, Meg started drinking alcohol. And they were like, Peter was like, Meg is drinking alcohol. And the mom was, Lois was like, no, she's not. She wouldn't do that. And then they opened her bedroom door and they see a bag of Taco Bell next to her bed. And they were like, her baby's an alcoholic. <laughs> Taco Bell after a night of drinking. That's right. Because I think the like toxicity of the Taco Bell is the perfect match for the toxicity of the alcohol. Like Mm -hmm. it's, they're of equal Mm -hmm. force. Doritos Locos Tacos have a hold on me. They have Mm -hmm. a hold on me every now and then. Cause Taco Bell stays open late too. Every now and then I got to hit them. The Postmates up at 2 a.m. Like y'all. Postmates (laughs) is always next level. Cause you're like, I just paid $50 for a Doritos Loco Taco. Right. For a Doritos (laughs) Locos Taco. Cause they'll show you the prices. And then when you get to the checkout, they'll be like, all right, so we got driving fees, gas fee, Postmate fee, uh, open the doorknob fee. Uh, like like, I think it's just like a, a, what the fuck fee. Like you're ordering fucking Taco Bell at 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> right. I will say that's my like number one way of wasting money though is I love I'll waste money on shit like that all the time. Like when I want something, I want it now. Same. And I will pay I no $50 patience. to the have yogurt brought to my tax. house. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> to have yogurt brought to my house. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I want a Chobani and I want it now. <laughs> I don't care if it's $50. Throw in some granola. Let's make it 100 Like, <laughs> absolutely. But you know, Taco Bell actually um, improved the quality of their beef. It's like 100% beef now. They upgraded like all of their foods and produce, but they didn't tell anybody because they didn't want their... This is how you know Taco Bell knows their clientele. They were like, we can't tell our raggedy ass customers that we made the food healthier because they might not come back. <laughs> they wouldn't. <laughs> they they are specifically coming for trash. So we can't. Oh, yeah. We, can't we know tell what we're them. there for. And actually, this is the first I've heard of it. And I'm a little offended. 
It's been that way for a while, though. So you've eaten the the improved okay. Taco Bell. I don't so. know what it was before, and I'm very scared. I didn't know it was 100%, not 100%. It's cool. You know, if you've had a McDonald's chicken nugget or a hot dog, it's all it's, the same. I, it's the I, yoga mat, the yoga mat in the bread. Mm-hmm. Yoga mat tastes good, low-key. I'm like, <laughs> in the apocalypse, do I just munch on that? Like, I might. I got plenty. I mean, maybe that's how much I love yoga. I'm willing to eat it. Right? Let me put some sauce on on this yoga mat and see what it's doing. Some pickles. But, all right, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Scams! I love fashion, okay? But we all know buying the latest and the greatest constantly is a little bit of a scam to the planet, which is why I love Newly. It's a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Sometimes you put something on the gram and you be like, oh, well, it's dead now. Well, with Newly, you can keep having fresh fits and you're helping the planet. Try out trending styles, colors, silhouettes, and then you can send it back for something new. Okay, come on, Newly. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles for more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. I know that's right. It's fast, free shipping and returns with professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy whatever you love, which I love that because sometimes I put on a piece and I'm like, it's mine's now. So you can buy it from Newly. I love using Newly because the free shipping, it's really quick, and the pieces are really nice quality. Also, I love that the orders, like when I got mine, it was shipped in a recyclable, reusable tote. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code GODDESS. 20. Just go to N-U-L-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code goddess20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code goddess20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Ooh, do you feel that in the air? Yes, that is summertime. It's in the breeze. It's in the trees. And y'all know when the sky comes out, (laughs) the thighs come out. And as the weather gets hotter, it's time to say bye to jackets and sweaters and hey to shorts and tees. If you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. Y'all know I love Quince. If you want to be looking chic year after year with classic pieces that you can dress up, dress down, wear around town, you got to get into Quince. They have premium European linen dresses. I have one in green and oh, when I wear it, it is a showstopper. Blouses, shorts from $30, y'all. Washable silk tops, which I told y'all I love those. I actually went back and got it in navy. I got it in the white like cream and I just know when I wear it, I'm going to feel like Diane Keaton on the beach thinking about my life like white cream are you kidding me it's giving rich okay quince is that girl y'all know you see me in their pieces all the time get into it get warm weather ready with quince go to quince.com slash goddess for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns that's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess to get free shipping and 365 day returns q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess 
And we are back. And it's time for Historic Hoodwinks. And y'all, this is going to be a good one. I'm just going to say up top, I will post my Britney Spears toxic photo with a snake on the Instagram because I want y'all to see. Like, Britney, I love this woman so much. She influenced my life so much. Um, She was just a bad bitch who got done dirty all around. And we have the experts here. Part of, like, the reason the free Britney movement got popping. Like, I'm going to say it. Y'all free Britney. I'ma say it. <laughs> I'ma say it. You know, like y'all got the key and y'all unlocked the jail cell. And um, you know, you don't have to claim it, but I'm gonna claim it because it's obvious to me. When if you saw the New York Times documentary about Britney, which I really, really love, but you know, so they were in the New York Times documentary, they know all about this. We're talking about Britney Spears, we're talking about conservatorships, and um Babs, you were in the courtroom. Tess, did you go to the courtroom too? No, so they only let one person from each outlet go. So I've mm-hmm. been in the courtroom a bunch of times. This time I was outside covering the protests and all the people that were outside and all that while Babs was inside. I love this. So you guys were both covering it, one from the inside, one from the outside. So we got mm-hmm. all the tea. Love it. We've traded off. Tess was inside, you know, when Brittany did her testimony. Oh, wow. Uh, that was that testimony yeah. was who happened. Yeah. Like it was sad, but it was it was like she really she went for man, it. Man, like being a pop star in that day and age. Also, fuck Diane Sawyer. We gonna get into it. Uh oh but God. fuck her and we'll talk about her later because that bitch is raggedy and we just all didn't notice. <laughs> like, what a raggedy bitch. So she's lucky since- Matt Lauer got canceled first. <laughs> right. So if you guys don't know about what we're talking about, um, I'll give you some uh, back backstory. Since 2008, Britney Spears has remained under conservatorship by her father, Jamie Spears. Jamie, along with a series of other co-conservators, managers and team members have retained control of Britney's estate and life for 13 years to immense financial benefit. So before we get into this part, uh, the guardianship, have, did y'all go to the Britney Spears experience when they had it in L.A.? We did. We went for research. Yeah. Did you go? I, f- I felt like she was trying to talk to me. I went and how they did it was like, and I don't know if y'all, y'all maybe have had like had a VIP experience, but how they did it with us, obviously it's just a place to get Instagram photos. I will post some photos from the Britney Spears experience too, but they had these rooms that you would go into, right? Like y'all know. And it would be like rooms where they kind of replicated stuff from her music videos, or they had like pieces from things and you couldn't leave the room at least in my experience, you couldn't leave the room until the time was up. So we would get our photos off. My homegirl, Liz, shout out to Liz Adams and your beautiful baby. Um, what She brought clothes. So she was like changing over her clothes to get all these Instagram I photos. That. <laughs> Prepared. And I was, I was flicking away. I was like, hit them angles. Like we were getting all these photos. I was crawling on the floor in the toxic airplane and shit. But they wouldn't let you leave each room until they were like now you can leave so you were with a group of people we'd be like we're good like can we keep walking no they wouldn't let us through the other doors i was like i'm trapped just like britney oh my god and there was a room where they had the lockers in there from hit me baby one more time and they were like you can slip a note in the locker to send to britney and i was like this feels like she's in prison (laughs) well and she was and here's the deal with that though too is that whole shit went off without britney's involvement so that was the kind of like death nail of them like trying to squeeze as much as they could out of her likeness while she was on strike. So she oh had already said she, she said wasn't on, performing. Yeah. She wasn't performing. She's like, I'm on a work stoppage. And they tried to get her at least come to show up, take a quick selfie, mm-hmm. and be like, hey guys, home she, homegirl didn't come. She was like, absolutely not. So And I love that for her. Me too. 
<laughs> me too. Oh. And I do have to say, did y'all see, obviously y'all saw, did y'all see the nudes that she posted with the flowers? Oh my God, yes. Of course. That's what's been so constant lately is like something huge will happen in her case and we're all freaking out. And then she's just like, tits. Titty. <laughs> Free the titties. Yeah, she's she's just going for it. I mean, she yeah. literally, she's out from under her dad for the first time in, you know, 13 years. So I think she's just like, Fuck a lot you. of people were like theorizing that like they felt like she didn't post those pictures. Do you think she posted That's them? That's the constant debate. Constant, the constant debate. debate. I think the nudes are B. Yeah, I do. I do. I love her so much. God, I love Brittany. So let's get into it. Overview of the guardianship. According to the National Guardianship Association, guardianship is a legal process utilized when a person can no longer make or communicate safe or sound decisions about their person and or property because establishing a guardianship may remove considerable rights from an individual. Um, It should only be considered after alternatives to guardianship have proven ineffective or unavailable. So, you know, guardianship is like this person is reckless. We're trying to keep them alive. Like we can't give them their money. They blowing it all on cocaine, you know, whatever it is like. And this is not I'm not saying this is Britney's thing, but that, you know, that's how guardianship works for people who don't know. I know you guys know. Um, So in America, legal guardianship was designed as a tool only to be initiated as a last resort after the courts have determined that ever less restrictive alternative was exercised. So guys, if y'all haven't seen I Care A Lot, y'all, I love that movie so much. It's just a scammer versus the mob and it is my jam. And it talks about guardianship, but in this case of elderly people um, where a woman's basically a vulture and like gets doctors to say like, oh, she's now. let's take a house. Oh. That is, yeah, that's like, you know, that's the big thing about Britney's situation is it's brought to light the, the reality, which is that it's a lot of elderly people who get scammed. Um, you know, there's a lot of disabled people who get into guardianships automatically mm-hmm. when they turn 18. Mm-hmm. So it's really like a lot of people affected by this. Yes. And it's something that we absolutely have to revisit. And like, if somebody's trying to put your granny in a guardianship, you better pull up on your granny and like, I don't know, move her in. Cause they trying to rob her. They usually only really try to put those guardianships on elderly people, at least on people who got some coins or some benefits coming in, just like disabled people. Like, you know, not all disabled people have benefits coming in, but I know some who do because of specific situations. Or I have a friend who got into a car crash and it was not her fault. Like, I think the car hit her and she was like standing or something and she's been permanently in a wheelchair so she does get money regularly so these are the people that they're trying to come after because they want the coins it's not Mm -hmm. about guardianship like no in america it's very very difficult to get out of so that's another really big thing about this is it's kind of like you know when you hit the factory reset button on your phone it's like you're not gonna get those pictures back that's Mm -hmm. what it's like when someone goes into guardianship and so that's especially prevalent in britney's case because so much shit went wrong and so many protocols were not followed the weekend that they locked her up and put her in this guardianship. But that one weekend ended up putting her in the situation that she wasn't able to get out of for 13 and a half years. Which is insane. So in practice, like, so basically once someone's been declared incapacitated by a number of guardians, lawyers, and expert witnesses, they lose basic human rights. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is wild. They can, so this can include their rights to vote, marry, start a family, decide where they live, consent to medical treatment, spend their money, spend their money, seek employment, 
own property or crucially the right to seek legal counsel. The system and the people that control it have directly contributed to the abuse and at times death of extremely concerning numbers of adults, many of whom who were fully capable of making their own decisions. So we're talking 2006 to 2021, right? So in late 2007, Britney Spears was made famous for two incidents, shaving her head and shortly after attacking a paparazzi's car. Can I say that... I love the New York Times documentary so much because they interviewed so many people and gave them enough rope to hang themselves and didn't react react to the fact that they were saying crazy shit, including the paparazzo who took the pictures of Britney bashing the car with the umbrella when she was bald. And I remember I was a kid at the time and I was like, oh, that's wild. And then I turned, I think she was like 26 at the time or Mm I turned 26 and I said, oh, that makes sense. Oh, mm-hmm. a thousand. I mean, that's all most of us feel when we look back at that is you're like, oh, she was being stalked by 50 strangers every time she stepped outside her fucking door. Yeah, I'd be hitting their car with yeah. whatever I could get my hands on. If a man touches my back in a club, I'm likely to backhand him. That's what I was about to say, Tess. Like, it wasn't even me empathizing with Britney's specific situation. I yeah. turned 26 and I was like, I would love to hit cars with an umbrella. Life is trash. Like, I was like, sis, go off. Shave your head. I'm about to shave my head and hit some cars with an umbrella like I was like this makes absolute sense like the ghetto and you're world famous and being stalked like you were saying Babs like yes and then when they broke down the stalker situation for those of you who haven't seen the documentary which I highly recommend it's great um so the paparazzo in question who took the pictures, he had been following Britney all night. He went like she went to go try to see her kids at Kevin uh, Wifebeater's house and <laughs> and then tried to come back, went to the gas station. They followed her the entire time. Then they took photos of her while she was sitting in the car, bald headed. And they were like all up on the dashboard, taking photos, taking photos. So she had taken so many photos and obviously against her will. Then when they kept going, that's when the umbrella incident happened. And that woman was under duress. She was trying to see her kids. She unfortunately fucked a raggedy ass man. Like you should have learned from Char Jackson, girl. Like <laughs> don't fuck that man. I'm oh, sure he's a good little trivia. Dick, put a condom on. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, Here's a little trivia we learned while reporting the story. One of the people we interviewed on the show is Jason Alexander, Britney's first husband, who, Uh while Britney was with K-Fed, Jason Alexander was dating Char Jackson. What? They made a swap. They made a swap. They made a swap. Yes. That shit happens more often than we think. Like, Little Bow Wow has a baby with this woman named Joy, and Sierra... Oh, wait. Little Bow Wow has a baby with this woman named Joy. Sierra used to date Little Bow Wow. Sierra has a baby with Future. Joy also has a baby with Future. Whoa. <laughs> they've they, they just been dating the same men and having kids. So it's like, what are we? Ha- are, we are we siblings? Are we cousins? Like, what are we? Like, <laughs> love Sister that for the Sierra. industry. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, love Sierra. Glad she got with Russell Wilson and mm-hmm. left the lean man behind. Uh, <laughs> But I, I love that. But but she was being stalked. And this paparazzo in the documentary was like, nah, it was like a mutual relationship. Like she needed the paparazzi and we needed her. And like, I love Britney. Like we had such a good time when she was bashing my car and with an umbrella and I was taking pictures. What? 
Oh, yeah. He's yeah. like, no, she wanted it. And they were like, he was like, she didn't want us to stop. And they were like, well, what about when she said to stop? And he was like, yeah, but she didn't mean it. <laughs> like, no, she didn't yeah. mean it. You know how women be saying no and they don't really mean no. You know, yeah. you a man. Jesus That's what we've learned over the last two years is when women say no, they don't mean it. So go ahead and do whatever you want without their consent. <laughs> right. Like yeah. consent. Women don't know how to do that. You know, that's like. <laughs> That used to be like all those problematic movies now from the 90s where there'd be guys at the table like, yeah, yeah, she was like all shy at first, didn't want to have sex with me. And then, yeah, yeah, we did. It's like the whole brag was like, she didn't want to, but then we did. What? The ghetto. And please, Brittany needed the paparazzi like a bad habit. She already, she was already putting out all these sick music videos. She was creating her own media. She was doing magazine cover shoots. She was was getting exposure. She's globally famous. Like she don't need your paparazzi exposure. Also paparazzi, y'all not trying to catch people in a good light because you get more money if they look raggedy. So like she don't need that. Like the Kardashians used to call and I don't know if they still do it. They probably do. But I used to work in a restaurant where they would come sometimes and they would wait in the lobby until the paparazzi came and then they would walk out. So they would call the paps. You know, like some people they were working do. it. Yeah. They were working it, you know? But Britney Spears, she be working, bitch. Like, she, she's good. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, that was so weird. Because he just kept talking. And I was like, bro, you don't well, understand how awful you sound? <laughs> and then it's just, yeah, you fast forward. And, you know, in our experience, that's what people were still associating her with. And, you know, this much later and saying, well, she shaved her head and she did this. So, you know, I guess it's okay that all her rights were taken away. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like, you don't know the context of what was happening. Like this woman was like, first of all, very young, globally famous and being stalked. Like, what do you think is going to happen? And even not knowing the con- it's like, okay. And like, what about all these motherfuckers who are like violently hurting people right. and still, they can still vote like Jesus Christ. She hit not a car a with an umbrella. Now she can't vote. Right. <laughs> If that's the case, they should take away all of our voting rights. Like, we all have done some crazy shit. Honestly, they should. Uh, half the country don't know how to vote anyway. So these <laughs> incidents were brought on by extreme stress and grief, and they cemented her image as crazy, just like we just said. Like, she's stressed, she's grieving, and they were like, oh, you're nuts. Like, we're going to take your money away. So she subsequently put on two involuntary, she was put on two involuntary psychiatric holds in the following weeks, the latter of which prompted the involvement from her father, Jamie Spears. So I don't, we don't have the context of Jamie Spears, but I know you guys remember, and I remember from the documentary, like at times he had like an alcohol problem. He had a bunch of failed businesses. The only thing that this raggedy ass man has ever been successful at was spitting some seed out and making Britney Spears. And so (laughs) I think part of him the insecurity of like not being successful and being a straight white man was like this is all i got so i don't even give a fuck if it's my daughter like i'm gonna run it up and also like i he wasn't in the documentary but he was his her brother was and he says some real misogynistic shit that i was like this must be what this household is looking like because he also hung himself he was like you know it's hard growing up with like lots of women in the house they got opinions they talking you know what i mean well why bitches trying to make choices for themselves basically and i was like (laughs) yeah and knowing he was recorded he's like here this will set the record straight women can't drive and then he also said about Britney, like, yeah, she's always wanted to get out of the conservatorship. She's like, motherfucker, you're an well, idiot. help her, you fool. Right. Yeah, Jamie Spears, like, we should say, you know, so on our podcast talks, we go really deep into the weekend she was conserved and we do, like, catalog exactly all the ways it was insanely fucked up. 
But one of the biggest things to me that's so messed up is that she was not talking to Jamie when this all happened. He was not allowed in her home. And he swooped in and took over her entire life. Yeah. Like, it's just... Honestly, Brittany better than me because I, I might have to go and fight my dad. Like, we're going to get into a physical altercation and you you over 60. Like, I'm a win. I'm going for your knees first. Like, and, and then your hip. Like, you hope you got life alert because you're going to fall and not get up. And we ain't going to mm-hmm. call nobody. Like, I hope that Brittany can flip this shit when she's finally, you know, the, the last hearings happen and she's out of this conservatorship. Because I want Jamie in a nursing home where they pension him and they're not changing the bed sheets regularly. Like, I want the worst for him, you know? Mm-hmm. They're definitely so, coming. They're coming for him. On February 1st, 2008, a day after her second hold, Jamie ordered the Los Angeles County Supreme Court to put Brittany into an emergency temporary conservatorship at the age of 26. Judge Reva Goats named Jamie the conservative of Brittany's person while he and an attorney, Andrew Wallet, were named co-conservators of her estate. So, important facts. She was not given five days advance notice as required by law, but this can be bypassed if a judge decides that they could suffer immediate and substantial harm. So, if they already done put her in the psychiatric facility against her will, you know, I'm sure that they could convince a judge, like, oh, well, she's already in a psychiatric facility, so we don't need to do that five days. She don't need time to get a lawyer. Like, we just run it up. Yeah, they basically did it because she was hanging out with this guy, Sam Lutfi, all the time. They didn't want him to know that she was in that about the hearing. So that's why they bypassed it. They said, Sam Lutfi can't find out about this, so why don't we just not tell Brittany? And isn't Sam Lutfi attached to other celebrities? Yeah. Like Lindsay Lohan, I want to say. He got up in Lindsay Lohan's shit. He Courtney Love has a restraining order against him. Um, he kind of is just like well, this guy that you're like, he's his own thing. Like, we don't know his backstory. He just kind of appeared out of the ether and got into Britney's life and has kind of like gotten his fingers into the life of a bunch. He's of He's a scammer. There's people like that, especially around celebrity culture who will gas you up, listen to you. You don't have to say nothing. And then they'll manipulate you and, try, you know, try to take your things. So, mm-hmm. According to a family friend, Jacqueline Butcher, she was asked to attend the proceedings in order to provide testimony. But instead, this is a quote, the whole process was maybe 10 minutes. No one testified. No questions were asked. Wow. In the state of California, there are three kinds of conservatorships. Brittany was under a probate conservatorship, which is the only one where the conservator of the person is appointed separately from the conservator of the estate, the person who handles the finances. The judge appointed a probate lawyer named Sam Ingham as Spears' advocate against both her and her chosen lawyer's wishes. Damn, so then they also gave her a coin-appointed lawyer? Yeah. And that's the whole, the crux of this whole whole thing. thing. Like, this guy sucks. He did not represent his client well the past 13 plus years and she wanted to get this other lawyer immediately they said eh, she doesn't have the capacity to hire her own lawyer which was part of the, that lawyer she had was part of that decision too he said she doesn't have a capacity to hire her own lawyer why don't you hire me wow yeah so everybody was in on this fucking grift everyone and so how also how they got how they got her in this initial conservatorship is they said that she had dementia but they didn't provide anything to back that up. They just told the judge, this 26-year-old woman has dementia. Who is getting dementia at 26? And that's how many scammers we have involved here is no one in that courtroom asked that question. 
And everybody they, must have been getting a check or getting paid off because dementia at 26. Mm-hmm. First of all, when Britney does concerts, she got 511 songs. Mm-hmm. She remembered all of those. Mm-hmm. Like, where, does, where did the, the dementia cook in? She would have been, yeah, she would have been the youngest ever recorded person to have it, if that was true. Right. And then also they're supposed to get this other thing called a capacity declaration, which they never, that's like the key to getting a conservatorship. They never got it. It just seems like they, and it not even seems, it is like everybody just made this very rushed decision. I don't know who got paid off, allegedly, allegedly, but it sounds like some funds were involved because they ignored every aspect of the law to put her in this conservatorship. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they got her a lawyer that she didn't want and um, then granted conservators petitions to waive the requirement to notify her that any of this was happening, right? So Ingham met with Brittany. This is the trash-ass appointed lawyer, probably in a men's warehouse suit, <laughs> giving <laughs> polyester, it. giving flammable, giving sweat, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So she met. he met with Brittany for only 15 minutes after the conservatorship was granted, but has since retained the role, and Brittany covers his annual salary of 520000 fucking dollars. Yes. So this motherfucker who finally got fired in July, his only job is to advocate for his client, Brittany's wishes, is incentivized to not advocate for her wishes. Right. What because chance if did she she's have? out of it, he's not going to get money anymore. Exactly. So why would he lose half a million dollars a year to actually help her? Exactly. And we, and we know from our investigation and from the New York Times reporting and uh also, Ronan Farrow and Gia Tolentino's reporting that she tried many, many times to get out of it. She spoke to him many times about how she wanted out, and he never helped her. He never this tried to terminate This scamming-ass lawyer. I just see him showing up with, with a legal pad. She was like, okay, so these are, these are the reasons that we can get out of this. And and she was like, why, why aren't you writing, Ingham? You, you ain't writing nothing down. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah. No, 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 like, I got it all in my head. I got it all in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got it. Okay, so you want to be free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can work on freedom. So freedom probably going to take like um two to 13 years um, for freedom. Yeah. It's a lot of paperwork. You know they actually running out of paper. They don't want to kill no more trees so i gotta wait for the paper to come in i'm also out of printer ink so you know it's gonna take some time (laughs) freedom's on back order right now sorry we'll we'll let you know yeah this guy skated for so long doing nothing and was charging that much money and look i've had those jobs okay where i got in there i barely did shit i put in my time card i was like i love that yeah but what like not when there were someone's fucking rights at stake that was not you know, no. that was not what was going on. And that's why I go by the hands policy. And what the hands policy is, anybody who works with me, I always make a joke that's not a joke. And I'm like, yeah, because, you know, if you steal from me, I'm going to have to pop the trunk. And like, <laughs> and I, then I laugh, but not too hard. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like you, I'm not just going to sue you. I'm going to beat your ass. Like, yes. what? And I got some cousins who can help. Like, I will find you and beat your motherfucking ass if you try to fuck me over. Like, that's the conversation I have with anybody who's anywhere near my money. Like, and that's hey, basically what, and, and, and the, throughout this entire conservatorship, not only did she have her hands totally tied by not being able to hire an attorney. So we all know you're completely fucked in the American legal system if you don't have an f- attorney fighting for you. Right. They're also using her children as a means of coercing her. Mm-hmm. They would say... Do this or you don't see your kids. Do you go on stage or you're not going to see your kids this weekend. 
So it literally is like this motherfucker broke onto her property, broke and entered onto her property, essentially took her hostage and held her that way. Which is just so wild. And that's so complicated because this is your father. You grew up with this man. He probably didn't change no diapers. He doesn't give, like, hands-on. But, you know, like, when you were building your career, he was there. When y'all were going to New York back and forth, like, you know, like, so it's just. He wasn't there, though, actually. He, he right, wasn't. it was the nanny lady, right? Mm-hmm. What's her name? Felicia. She was the only person I liked in that documentary because she She's seemed great. sweet. She seemed really sweet. Everybody else, I was like, can we beat their ass once, once they take the mic back <laughs> off? Like, it should just be somebody outside whooping ass as people walk out. <laughs> my, my favorite part is that in that documentary is one of Jamie's lawyers, Vivian Thoreen, who previously mm-hmm. worked on the case. She was the only person, like, you know, on that side to talk. And she can, she ended up after that going back and being becoming a part of the team again and now she's their mouthpiece and she says on that documentary um I've never seen a, ter- a conservatorship terminated before so maybe it's about to happen <laughs> I hope so wait so she was the mouthpiece of Britney's team or of Jamie's, Jamie's team Jamie's you know why they did that fucking optics they were like it looks like we're a bunch of straight white men oppressing this woman we better get a woman over here so it'll look fair and it's like what are you trying to give us girl boss like we need more prison <laughs> guards that are women right. feminism <laughs> we need more murderers that are women feminism no what no this lady's got on TV they paid from Britney's money, because Britney, let's just say, pays for all of Jamie's lawyers and be, pays to be put in this, you know, stay yeah. in this situation. So while she had raggedy ass fucking Costco suit, who I personally witnessed eating Cheez-Its out of a Ziploc bag while waiting for court. <laughs> while she had that schlubby motherfucker in her corner, she was paying for her dad to hire the best legal team money could buy to fight against her. Which... Is completely unethical. Hire your own fucking legal team, you broke bitch. Like, oh my god, Brittany, you better than me because I might, I might have to hit my dad <laughs> over the head with a pipe. Like, like we fighting. Like, I, I don't care about the legal stuff in court. If you come into court, I'm gonna beat your motherfucking ass, and I'm also gonna make sure you don't have no money. I want you to live in squalor for the rest of your life. I'd be like, Mama, you better divorce him because if you don't, y'all gonna be living in a shack. Because I'm gonna take everything. <laughs> I would go after a civil suit. I would I would sue that motherfucker for everything he had. Like, what? So, mm-hmm. continuing. A month after being determined and capable, Brittany was back at work. Wow, I thought she had dementia. How's she mm-hmm. gonna remember the steps? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Taking on a role on How I Met Your Mother. What was supposed to be a temporary conservatorship was made indefinite in October 2008 by Judge Gates, with Jamie retaining control over his daughter. Brittany continued working, releasing albums, touring, and appearing on The X Factor. Brittany attempted to seek representation from a lawyer, John Erdley, and Jamie Spears launched an attack that destroyed his career as uh, he did not obtain a conservatorship's consent to represent Brittany. Which get this. You already know. So so basically while Brittany's in the hospital, she finds this guy who's like, Judah, get me out of here. I need someone to get me out of here. He shows up in court on Monday. The the raggedy lawyer is like, oh no, 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 she can't hire her own lawyer. No, she doesn't have the capacity. So that guy leaves, right? Mm-hmm. They issue an order that day saying that Brittany isn't allowed to meet with any other lawyers unless she gets Jamie's permission first. Which I mean, the court system is so deeply unethical, but this is just 
insanity. Like, what? She can't. And, and also, if she's not of the capacity to hire a lawyer, why y'all got her out here hitting the, the ones and the twos and, 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 and singing, uh, I'm a slave for you? If she can't, if she can't work, what's yeah. happening? Why are you going to make her? She can't work, but you're literally going to write a song for her called Work Bitch? right like what i think she she worked that so what are we doing Mm -hmm. in 2011 britney's charity organization the britney spears foundation went bankrupt but not before sending fifty thousand dollars to mercy ministries an organization with strong ties to lou taylor britney's much disliked business manager and lou's husband so now they're sending fifty thousand dollars to uh charity.com we know where that money went and it did not go to nobody's charity Mm -hmm. and this Mm -hmm. charity is like one of those places where they send girls who are pregnant to convince them that the devil will kill them if they have an abortion and they try to do gay oh. conversion therapy. This is not a good yeah, not a so, good place. So gay icon Britney Spears without her consent donated a bunch of money to an anti-gay organization. So th- the previous year, Lou Taylor had tried to put Lindsay Lohan under conservatorship, perhaps after seeing how lucrative it was to have Britney. So then they were like, let's get all the girls who got some residuals coming. Uh, let's lock them up and take their money, mm-hmm. which is wild. Members of Britney's team also questioned Taylor's financial. This is Lou Taylor financial management during her tours. In a quote, money was wasted in a particular way. And when I asked a question, I got shut down because nobody wanted to admit fault. So they on tour and they're like, yeah, we don't need a couch from living spaces for Britney in the in the uh, it's on her rider. She's also gonna need three lamps from CB2 and um, also a mortgage payment on my house for the concert like where like what what are y'all spending money on literally we so part of like for we did this one episode that was just all about her money and we went through like all the accounting reports for the last 12 years Brittany, who's not allowed to drive her alone in her own car is in that situation but her security guards and other people we saw on her accounting reports like hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in auto purchases so these motherfuckers who are keeping her detained in her own house are driving around in Maseratis and shit while she can't drive. During this time, Brittany was isolated from much outside communication. She either had friends sneak her phones or borrowed phones from strangers as hers were often taken away, disconnected or mirrored to her lawyer's phones. (sighs) Yeah. It's, like this is i'm sorry guys this is a rough episode because i'm just like i just want to beat everybody's ass I like, know. that's like, the general takeaway from most of her story i'm like bro y'all can't just get away with like oh she's free from the conservatorship blood must be shed i'm not mm-hmm. saying kill anybody but you know within inches of their mm-hmm. <laughs> like, make them think they gonna die like what the hell like, so, I think when Jamie does his, his uh, walk into jail, all of us should line the streets just tapping umbrellas in our hand. Just right. We need to go fucking Game of Thrones. I want shame. Shame. <laughs> I'll be out there with a bell. Do, do, do. Shame. Shame. And I want people throwing rocks. And not big rocks. Small, tiny, painful rocks. As he <laughs> walks in. Like, I'm going to be outside selling rocks, y'all. Selling rocks and bales. Because something has to happen to this man. So around 2015, the tone of Britney's Instagram changed. And like y'all know Britney's Instagram is y'all thing. So this is, I know y'all know all about this. <laughs> While before it had been mostly impersonal account postings and promo material, there now appeared to be an actual person behind the post. And that person was actually Britney. 
This marked the change in Britney's freedom to communicate with the world and new subject of cultural fascination prompted our guests on the show today, right? That's why y'all are here. So Tess Marker and Barbara Gray uh, created the podcast Britney's Graham in 2017. In 2019, Britney went silent on social media for several months following Jamie falling ill and her co-conservatorship, Andrew Wallet, resigned with $100,000 of a parting payment. The following month, TMZ broke that she had been checked into a mental health facility. Two weeks later, you guys, the hosts of Britney's Graham, received an anonymous voicemail from a paralegal previously connected to the conservatorship and alleged that Britney had been at the facility for months, forced there against her will. So I remember this. I listened to this episode where you guys had the voicemail. Um, Do you have any more details about that voicemail or like obviously like... Guys, listen to Britney's Graham and you can hear it too. But yeah, if it's, um, you know, the episode 75, it's called hashtag free Britney of Britney's Graham. And we kind of do a good walk up to like what had been going on at the time and, you know, all the stuff that had been going on. But it was wild. Yeah, we got it in the, you know, late Tess was editing late one night, saw this. We just had random voicemails at the end of our show. They're usually like funny, stupid mm-hmm. insights into like what we were been talking about because our show was a comedy show. You know, we talk about her minion right. memes and shit. And then we got this voicemail from a whistleblower, you know, who'd worked at a law firm involved with Britney's case saying like she's there against her will. She's been there for months, confirmed a lot of fears that we all had. And we stayed in contact with him after that via text. And he told us some other details. But yeah, we we had a huge decision to make, which was like, fuck, are we going to put this out into the world? It was scary mm-hmm. as hell. Um but we talked, you know, with each other, we talked with legal experts to try and protect ourselves as much as we could. Mm-hmm. And we just said, all right, let's fucking go for it. We dropped it in the uh, middle of the night. I love that y'all did that. I just say wild shit. And then I'd be like, y'all pay for my abogado fund. I'd be driving <laughs> around, taking pictures of billboards and the sides of buses, just waiting for the day I get sued. So I, I appreciate y'all's due diligence. Well, so you dropped this in the middle. <laughs> it was kind of scary because like that episode, we were very careful about being like, Yes, allegedly, this is what's happening because we knew a lot of people were going to listen to it. But prior to that, we had just been running our mouths. And allegedly doesn't cover you legally. I'll be throwing, (laughs) I'll be sprinkling allegedly's in, especially the Sean King episode. And then my one of my producers was like, I hope you know that doesn't protect you legally. I was like, wow. Oh, fuck. Oh, Oh. no. Oh. Um, Yeah, we we dropped it um, because we were like scared it would get tried to get taken down or something so we dropped it in the middle of the night and the next morning it was fucking everywhere already everywhere it was so huge and like shout out to that paralegal y'all if you want to become a paralegal like just watch daytime tv they'll tell you what uh online schools you can go to (laughs) phoenix um you know the black man who used to yell at us like get off your couch it's two in the afternoon why you don't got no job come to everest you raggedy bitch and be a paralegal or a billy nicodin expert so, <laughs> so I love this paralegal who was like, "Bitch, I ain't got no law degree. I don't need to. I'm about to tell everything." Like, I love that. I love that for them. So. It was during this time that the Free Britney movement really began gaining momentum and conspiracies among fans began developing when her Instagram grew a little strange. Uh, There's a hyperlink here. Can y'all click on that for me? So Jamie and Lou Taylor sued fans on defamation after it was alleged that Britney's team was altering her Instagram to make it appear like she was mentally unwell. So Britney had a moment where she loved to do these videos. And also like Britney, 
Low-rise pants got a hold on the... Com- like, we let them go. They're terrible. But her oh, body is fantastic. Loves. She loves. So she can still wear them. But we all let low-rise pants go. We canceled them. I will fight Levi's, any store that tries to roll them back out because why I got to show my coochie, the top of my coochie, when I'm wearing pants? But she looks so good in them. But there's these videos that she's doing where she was, like, twirling and, like, walking back and forth and showing off little outfits and stuff. And so people thought that this was, like, strange and this the biggest one with this one is people had said in her comments like you know wear a yellow shirt if you need if you're help. scared if you yeah, need help wear yeah. a yellow shirt so wow. then in this post she's wearing a yellow shirt and she says i was so excited i threw on my favorite yellow shirt so of course everyone just goes well and bananas. at the time even i was like y'all i don't i think that's probably just a coincidence but now that we know that the extent of the recording in the bedroom and the all of that, I think it's very likely that she saw that and was like, yeah, yellow, yellow. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I would also say maybe it's a cry for help because she was like, and I threw on my favorite yellow shirt. That's yellow. <laughs> yeah, she was really like, wink, wink. I'm walking back and forth because I cannot leave. Yes. And I'm wearing the yellow, <laughs> like, which means caution tape, which means crime. <laughs> like, I, I love this. I love these wings. Now, wait, I have to double back test. You said recording in the bedroom. What, oh, what do you yeah. mean about that? So this is the New York Times dropped a second documentary the Friday before her hearing. So this is, I guess, last week. They on mm-hmm. end of September, they dropped a second documentary where they spoke with a security person who had deflected from her security team, who had been on the security team mm-hmm. for like 10 years. And he broke down all the ways they were surveilling Britney throughout this time. And this is something that Babs and I encountered a lot because we talked to a lot of people that are close to Britney and have known her different periods in her life. And it was like a, re- a lot of people would say, I feel like it's bugged every time I talk to her. I feel like mm-hmm. our conversations are being surveilled. This security guard said... They had signed, they had an iPad that was signed into her iCloud. So they were mm. monitoring every text, Not every email, her i they had her iCloud and they were recording inside her bedroom. Oh my He said they recorded over 180 hours in her bedroom. In her bedroom. That is absolutely unhinged also i learned from football players who be cheating on their wives and girlfriends you can just turn off like uh iMessage and then your shit won't go to the cloud because i remember mm-hmm. like getting green texts and my friends getting green texts from somebody like on the seahawks that we were like going to bars and shit with <laughs> and they were green and then when i saw him i was like but you got an iphone and he was like oh yeah i turned the iMessage thing off so oh, that it don't go to the cloud smart. Yeah, oh. so. turn it on, message but then, off, baby girl. I will say you're giving up. You're becoming a a green texter then, and that I don't know yeah, if it's worth it. That's to me. very embarrassing. <laughs> it is because, like, honestly, if you have green text, I will stop talking to you. And that's uh, that's because I'm in the cult work. of Apple. They made them such a doo doo green. I can't look at them. No, no, no. And then we're not trying to be in a group text with you, getting a separate text every time someone likes something. <sighs> It's so exhausting. Won't y'all just join the cult? I mean, yeah, your you Android phones see, are superior. Yeah. And yeah, they're more durable. Yeah, our phones break every other day and yeah. they're fully made of glass. But <laughs> we're, come <laughs> on, get a blue text. Exactly. 
So Britney's net worth, um, so and the intentional ambiguity about her net worth. Over the last 13 years working, whether she wanted to or not, due to the terms of her conservatorship, Britney made four albums, did three world tours, and endorsed a number of products and made television appearances. While Britney was on tour in a residency in Las Vegas, she made at times $300,000 a night. On The X Factor, she earned $15 million. However, regardless of how much money she made, she was only allowed a weekly allowance of $2,000. Mm-hmm. 2000 There's 2000. stories of her going to dinner with a friend and not being able to pay. Yeah. Like, you're Britney fucking yeah. Spears. <laughs> That's Imagine what you going to dinner with Britney Spears and she like, hold on, let me check my bank account. How much did y'all say it is? Wait, who ordered the margarita? Because I ain't get no margarita. Um, we Are we splitting this equally? Like, it's Britney fucking Spears. And she over here got to buy clothes from Shein and shit. Because she ain't got no damn money. Even though she working she loves like a the, slave. She loves those clothes, though. I mean, she does, to be fair. But, but I mean, there's that was another thing in this most recent New York Times documentary. They I didn't had. say Shein was bad. She'd be having cute clothes. I'm just saying, like, she works so hard. And... $2,000 a week? Like, I know to, you know, an average person of that sounds like a lot of money. money. But if you are a world famous person and you want to go hit Mastro's or you want to, like, live the life that you've worked so hard for, $2,000 a week it might be tough. Girl, you can't even get no Valentinos for that. No, no, no. Well, no. I mean, when you look at all the money everyone around her is making, too. I mean, Jamie was making $16,000 a month as her conservator. He also made a percentage of her shows. So he was incentivized to keep her working. Even when she was sick, she would come on stage and say, I have 104 degree fever. Yeah. And he was in charge of her well-being. You know, it's just it's so gross. And she got they on were stage and said, I have an 104 degree fever. And they were like, nah, 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 and just started the show. <laughs> yes. What? Yes. <laughs> yes. And I mean, they were restricting her shit to the point. That's another thing they talk about in the New York Times documentary that just came out. She would be like, I want sushi. And they'd be like, Britt, sushi's too expensive. I'm sorry, you can't have sushi. I want some Skechers. Skechers. We're not Skechers. talking about Louboutins. Skechers. This is she was Britney like, I'm Spears. trying to get the ones that like make your booty tight. The ones with the <laughs> yeah. lift. Like, the all shape, I want to do is... Those shape-ups. All I want is some shape-ups. <laughs> she can't get no damn shape-ups. No. Oh, my God, Brittany, I'm so sorry. Now you can't even get no damn shape. But she said, Brittany said, I want some Crocs. They said, you can have some Crocs, but you can't have no add-ons. You can't have no pins. You can't afford that, okay? And we're getting you last season because you can't afford the new ones. We're going to the clearance section. What the hell? So despite a massive amount of income her work has produced, Britney Spears' net worth appears to be $60 million, a fraction of her peers. And, like, that's because she's been getting robbed. Like, she get robbed by everybody. How everybody, everybody joined up and was like, we all gonna do a robbery together. Mm-hmm. She's been getting robbed and they also under-report her IP. They're not required. So every year they have these accounting reports that go through the conservatorship. We have read these things line by line by line. They're hundreds of pages long. And they're supposed to report all the money she makes. They don't report any of her IP. They said, uh, sorry, it's too hard. We can't report it. Which And we IP, talk- for you guys who don't know, is intellectual property. Yes. Yeah. And so that would be like so, her song royalties every time she shows up in a commercial. Her everything. Everything that her makes perfume. Britney Spears, she, Britney Spears. Yeah. Her perfumes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And her perfume empire is like, it's one of the most lucrative perfume empires of any celebrity. 
Listen, I will say that, like, Britney Spears' perfume, I personally, like, didn't like to smell it on myself. But when I would wear that shit, oh, the men would come running. They'd be like, oh, you smell so good. Oh, you smell like... You smell like a little a little sexy teenager. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> smell like little so, rice jeans. Right. Yeah. Like she her perfumes be popping. They're popping. And I no, definitely They made a shitload of money. And we talked to an intellectual property expert who said that a average celebrity perfume can bring in twenty million dollars a year. Wow. So this starts and to add up to like a shitload of money that's not really being accounted what is she, for. She had multiple too. What was that? Did she have fantasy? Oh, she oh, has, she has, um, she's released 25 since she's been conserved. She has yeah. over 30 in her name, but 25 since she's been conserved. And they smell good. Like she really probably took Victoria's Secret's uh, perfume out of business because... <laughs> Yep, yep, I'm done. That no more body splash. She single handedly. She single handedly ruined body splash. Because <laughs> <laughs> since we all had a body splash back in the day, you yep. had to splash it on your body. Body okay. toasted sugar vanilla. No more. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> toasted sugar vanilla oh that one had a hold on the girls that yes, was a popular one mm-hmm. and one that was fruity that was pink raspberry yes what, the raspberry yeah. one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i was a raspberry hoe honey why do we think smelling like vanilla was a good idea we're like just like a straight up cookie listen because yeah cause then, the, then the man would be like oh you smell like a cookie <laughs> give me that cookie Give me that cookie, right? We, we we wanted to smell edible. I'm like, let me put this brownie body splash on to get the get the get the girls to the yard. So, which so they're not reporting all of her intellectual property, right? This ins- this is insidious of how conservatorships can work. Um, basically, any shady dealings are not done behind closed doors. And in this case, the court gave Jamie Spears full permission to not include Britney's highly valuable IP in her assets. Because the court was just like, we doing crime with you. Like, what do we... <laughs> We love it. So there are records of his spending and everything he was paid from the estate, and it had to be approved by the court. Yet somehow, the only people who truly benefited from any financial decisions were Jamie and team members he helped appoint. As of 2021, Jamie Spears has collected at least $5 million from his daughter. At least. At they're least. They're not disclosing all the Underlying bold italicized that because... Yeah, because they're not disclosing everything. So he definitely got more than that. So around half is from the $16,000 that you guys mentioned, monthly conservatorship fee that Britney's required to pay out. In 2014, Jamie positioned the courts to receive compensation from Britney's Las Vegas residency. He petitioned the courts to get that coin, and y'all said this. In addition to the allowances and rent allotment he already received, he claimed 1.5% of gross revenue from the show and the merchandise due to creating significant savings and value for the estate through his efforts, quote, what? Bitch, you're not contributing shit. Like, Jamie, you have no talent. You suck. You are a raggedy, raggedy bitch. You're not even basic. You're below basic. Like, you're not even doing the minimum as a human being. Just sucking up all the white man's air, wasting space. Get out of here. <laughs> 
So during her June 2021 statement, Brittany said, it makes no sense whatsoever for the estate of California to sit back and literally watch me with their own eyes make a living for so many people and pay so many people, trucks and buses on tour, on the road with me, and being told that I'm not good enough. It's been a long time since I've owned my money and it's my wish and my dream for all of that to end. Yeah, I was sobbing. I was in the courtroom when she said that and it was the whole thing. It was just like, yes, girl. Like, yes. To think about what it took for her, the balls it took for her to make that Mm -hmm. statement, knowing that, and this is what happened, that court session ended and those same motherfuckers were in charge of her. She called 911 on them the day before because she was so scared and she still went ahead with it. I mean, just... Like, the California court system, y'all really failed Britney in a way that's just baffling to me. Like, I can't, like, all of y'all, like, this judge should be disbarred. All of these lawyers should be disbarred. Like, y'all are criminals. This is criminal behavior. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, it's a court of law. And y'all were like, vibes. Laws are vibes. Like, we not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we saw what it said in the, in the Constitution. We, we saw what it said in the law. But, you know, that's more of a, like, a, <laughs> you know, it's like a breeze. Like, you can't see it. You just feel it. Like, what are y'all doing? It, this is so gross. So, the beginning of the end of the conservatorship. In September 2019, Jamie stepped down as primary conservator, but retained conservatorship of the state, the estate. Which, like, that's all he fucking wanted. He don't give a shit about Britney. He just wanted to steal her fucking money despite growing scrutiny and even sam ingham showing up to support the free britney movement the conservatorship was extended until september 2021 so one of jamie's lawyers said during a good morning america interview britney knows that her daddy loves her in response to negative comments regarding jamie note britney is 39 i don't know i can't speak for britney but i don't know if i could love a man who did this to me like i think love is out the window Mm-hmm. Yeah, love don't live here anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> when he showed up, like, oh no, love moved out. Yeah, like thirteen yeah. years ago, love left, packed his suitcase, and dipped. <laughs> love is in the Cayman. Love never. I don't even know if love ever showed up to the party because this guy was a fucking abusive piece of shit. Her not on his side, too. but I'm yeah. sure maybe on hers. Like even yeah. if you know you have a, a parent who's abusive or a, a romantic partner who is like a lot of times there's still love there. So right. which is not good. It's toxic, but it's like it's your father. Mm-hmm. It's just. So it was also around this time that Britney seriously began fighting to have Jamie removed as her conservator entirely. And a judge appointed Bessemer Trust Company of California as a co-conservator at, as a Band-Aid at the request of Britney. So she was like, can we at least get somebody who is looking at his spending? Like, <laughs> can somebody watch him? Because y'all like everybody watching me. You know, I go in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. I, I can't even get on Pornhub on my phone and, 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 and have a good time without somebody listening. That's crazy. Can we get a screen share on one of these Excel sheets, please? Thank you. Right. <laughs> the bedroom? I'm like, I can't even fart in peace? A... No. Right. No. Right. So... <laughs> Professional conservator Jody Montgomery was also appointed as Britney's personal conservator. In June of 2021, Britney addressed the court for the first time in two years. This is the one that you were at, Tess, right? Mm-hmm. So she gave her own detailed and passionate account about the abuse that she suffered at the hands of her team, family, and others over the past 13 years. At the beginning of 2021, Jamie Spears formally filed to terminate the conservatorship, 
which what do you think motivated that do you think it was like the press like what do you think I think he was his back was against the wall at that point so there wasn't really going to be any like I stick around and get to keep this job and I think he realized Mm -hmm. that now if he had gotten what he wanted and the conservatorship had just been ended on Wednesday this this hearing that we just went to then it would have been like from what I understand it would have been like okay close up shop close the door all set Brittany go home but it would have made it a lot more difficult for Brittany's new lawyer to do discovery against Jamie to get access to all the books and all the sealed communications and all the documents mm. that have been going on for the 13 years and go after these guys. So that's why Jamie oh. wanted it to end so he could walk away scot-free. So he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we can get out of this. Uh, Jamie's over here burning, burning all the paperwork, <laughs> d- deleting everything in his computer, throwing it, throwing, throwing his laptops in the ocean. <laughs> Yeah, like Lucy in the chocolate factory, just putting Lamborghinis <laughs> in his mouth and in his pants. And, yeah. Right. <laughs> Hide all these gold bricks. I don't know why I bought so many gold bricks. <laughs> like, put that Gucci away. We got to pretend we's poor. <laughs> like, and, and and this is a non sequitur, but and because we're getting to the end of my information, but there's still some a few more things I want to talk about and then we'll uh, hop to the end of the show. But. Did y'all see Jay, uh, Britney Spears' little sister Jamie performing her songs places? Yes. I did what not watch it, but I did hear about it. What was that? Well, Jamie Lynn is her own, like, just a tragic figure. An American tragedy. Uh, and just so also contribute to the stress and duress that Britney was under. I got to talk about Diane motherfucker Sawyer. Please. This raggedy bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So there were, at the time, you know, Britney was releasing some more... I think that all the girls, the pop girls at this time, went through this phase of like, I'm not Disney anymore. I'm dirty. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to put oil in my hair and and I'm going to be Christina Aguilera with some highlight, some blonde hair on top and some black hair on the bottom and I'm going to roll around in oil and get dirty. You know, so Britney was doing like, you know, her music videos and like, she's a beautiful girl and, you know, was wearing gorgeous fits and dancing and shit. And I, there was a politician who was like, I would shoot Britney for what she's doing to our children, which they only put that on women and gay people because men, be ha- you know, they never get that. Uh, if we're doing that, genuine should also be shot. And also D'Angelo. He has a full video where he's just naked, spinning around, oiled up. And that did a lot for me. And uh, that's fine. <laughs> you know, and you know what? For what it's worth, I would like that to continue. Right. I would love it. I want everybody to continue to get oiled up and naked. I love to see it. But, but you know, so this politician was attacking her. Diane brought this up in an interview and was like, what do you say to this woman who says that she wants to shoot you? Because a lot of people do. And Brittany was like, well, that's a horrible thing to say, basically. And she was like, yeah, but also, like, don't you see why people want to shoot you? Like, yes. what the fuck? Yeah, like, first of all, you know, we're all, like, people on the Internet. We've all probably had terrible things said to us. And we mm-hmm. mute and block that person. There's always some motherfucker. Can you imagine being on an on-camera interview and this person's like, hey, you know the meanest, most violent person, the shittiest troll has ever said? I'm going to read it back to you because I'm sure that's fun to hear again. And I'm going to uh, be also, like, now tell me why this is your fault. They have a point, right? Yeah. Right. You know like, what? They so- should shoot you? Like, <laughs> yeah. what the hell? Dinosaur deserves to catch hands. Like, she needed her ass beat for that. Brittany was so composed in that interview. She mm-hmm. was so kind. She was so thoughtful and sweet at the hands of a fucking, dis- like, just disgusting bitch. Like, mm-hmm. you know what's so gross, too, is like, 
they were just, they could say anything they wanted to Britney. There was obviously mm-hmm. no filter. You know, they constantly were mm-hmm. asking her about her virginity. They would say fucked up shit like that to her in interviews. And then she got into the conservatorship with the same team, basically. And they wouldn't allow, they, that's when they decided, oh, we have stipulations for these interviews. You cannot ask her about her conservatorship. They would not let her talk about anything involving that and how controlled she was. So it's like, oh, cool. You'll step in when it'll cover your ass. But you'll just totally let her be out there and let, let her anyone hang say out to dry. Like, the who fuck the they, fuck they was want. her publicist at the time? Because I'm sorry, like in the middle of that Diane interview and all those, you know, interviews about her and Justin Timberlake, also fuck Justin Timberlake. Like, why did the PR person just step in? Like, ah, interviews over because the the fuck exactly. Like, exactly. It's better than me. They were never there. They were never protecting her when she needed it. And then ever well, and know. I think that's why the Britney story is so infuriating. Because is that not just the story of being a woman in this world? Mm-hmm. Nobody <laughs> has your back. Nobody, mm-hmm. especially <laughs> as a black woman, seriously. Right? Scream into the, unless unless they want us to work for them and be their mules. They're like, can y'all get behind this mu- movement, negresses? <laughs> we we will never credit you or pay you for your labor. Like what? But you need I, one <laughs> ounce of help, and nobody's there insane insanity um so back to this according to matthew rosengart britney's lawyer a quote it appears that mr spears believes he can try to avoid accountability and justice including sitting for a sworn deposition and answering the discovery under oath which is why he was like bye y'all like i got all i can get as of september 29 2021 jamie spears is no longer britney's conservator instead a public accountant named john zabel was appointed britney's temporary conservator at the request of her lawyer it's possible that the conservatorship could be terminated entirely at the november 2021 court hearing so babs what was it like inside the court it was wild. I mean, basically, it was unlike any other hearing I've been to because we were pretty sure that there was going to be a good outcome, which that it was either going to be that the whole thing was going to end or that mm-hmm. Jamie was going to be suspended. So it was unlike any other one we've gone to where you're just like, oh, God, I'm so scared. I mean, I was still like had butterflies, but it was basically Jamie's lawyer arguing, let's just end it. Why don't we just end it? Which, you know, means that they shouldn't because they're trying to hide some fucked up shit, mm-hmm. which is basically what her lawyer said. Rosengart was like, well, what do you have to hide? Why don't we suspend him today? Then that means we'll get access to all of his documents, all of his communications with his the lawyers. And then that way they can actually really go after Jamie in a solid way. Mm-hmm. So that was the argument back and forth, back and forth. And then, you know, the judge said, well, let's suspend let's suspend Jamie. Let's get this other guy in here. And it was just like, I was so shocked and just, and then Rosengart said, and we're putting on the table a hearing to terminate the conservatorship before her birthday. She turns 40 in December. So November 12th for her birthday, November 12th. Like I, I mean, he said that shit and I was like, he's not saying that unless he fucking thinks it's going to happen. Cause he knows the Brittany army will have his head if that shit doesn't go down. So I think we're looking at, I think, it being terminated very soon because y'all were the ones who got me on the free britney movement because i didn't know how bad it was until i started listening to your podcast and i was like what the hell like how did y'all take this beautiful bad bitch with all these talents and and manage to extort and rob and scheme and that's why jamie's like okay uh, are we ending it okay bye bye like yes, <laughs> he exactly. doesn't want trying to sleep He's away like, get the shredder <laughs> like <laughs> 
It's literally like he's in the middle of the bank robbery and he's like, JK, LOL, I have a dentist appointment. No, nah, you right. already came in right. here with you your gun. You can't get out of that. He's no. got the gun, the ski mask. <laughs> and he was like, oh, oh, it's police in here. You know what? I just love to carry a gun and a ski mask. I'm actually get in my getaway, excuse me, car. I'm going to get in my car and uh, I'm going to just go. Let's just act like this didn't happen. Like, what? Yes, mm-hmm. a thousand percent. It was so obvious. So... Yeah, that's what happened. They appointed this new guy and, you know, knock on wood, but. And before we move out of this segment, do you guys have any final thoughts, like anything that wasn't covered in this? Like what, like any final thoughts about this Britney situation? And I'll go first. I'll give you guys time to think. I, I guess my biggest thing is why did so many people fail her who and 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 her the lawyer jamie's lawyers her appointed lawyer like they're all gonna be fucked like we know that but like these judges who gave these rulings who allowed all this shady ass shit to happen like i want names like we we need to harass you for the rest of your fucking life like i want to release snakes at your house every day like (laughs) what yeah it's despicable I mean, I think that that was just people were not looking at Britney as a person. The judges weren't. Nobody was. Nobody was. She was a money making machine. And Mm -hmm. that is it. Mm -hmm. Well, like we said, you know, the first the first hearing when she got into the conservatorship was like 10 minutes long. And we've sat in on days and days watching judges look through conservatorship. That's how fast these things are. Yeah. Like that's how it's they have no time. There's 60 cases on the docket a day. They, you know, so there's obviously ju- blame on the judges, and I think especially Britney's judges, but the whole system's just incredibly fucked up. And the people, the victims, don't have much of a chance, you know, if they don't have somebody strongly advocating for them. So, right. 10 yeah. minutes to take someone's entire freedom away. Bitch, it take longer to get a burrito bowl at Chipotle. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If you try to go to In and Out, you can get three people conserved, you know? I right. mean,. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think that's drive the through conservatorship. They're like, no, don't even get out the car. The judge gonna come to the window. Uh, he got the gavel. No worries. Like, yeah, you what? can pay with your debit. It's all good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, yeah. We'll put her in this van afterwards. We'll just throw in this van. Like, what the hell? It's embarrassing. Um, but as always, free Britney. And free I really Britney, hope that this Britney. works out because I love Britney Spears. And also, Britney, girl, get some revenge. <laughs> Please. I think she's going to. I get think she's going to. Get some revenge for me, sis. <laughs> oh, I think she's pissed. I think she's yeah. ready. Yeah, she's coming. She's coming. <laughs> yeah. First of all, divorce your family. Don't ever see them motherfuckers again. They all trash. She Yo, said, I want to sue my entire family. And the- <laughs> She said, I want to sue my whole family. As she should. Like, I want I want the family to have a reunion and I want somebody to show up in an ice cream uniform and then just hand out papers. Just start, <laughs> you're served, you're served, you're served. Like, you know, here's a fudge pop, you bitch. Like, <laughs> can you imagine how much fun she should recruit like the top members of Britney Army to serve them? They would love yes. it. That should be like their prize for all their service. It's just, oh my God. Brittany, I will get some wigs and some costumes and I will serve whoever you want. I want to be a part of this. I'll be a meter maid just standing at the... They're like, why am I getting a ticket? My meter's still full. You're getting served, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I want 
gonna have so much fun with this because they all are just despicable human beings like bad people motivated by greed and jealousy gross so guys we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back for the saddest part of the show the end where i have to let tess and babs go robbery love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places well working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like t-mobile we have america's largest 5g network so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop we have the 5g speed you need whatever takes you on the go t-mobile's got you covered Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. Wow, this episode's a long one. I hope you guys like a feature-length film right here. Hope you guys are enjoying it. So Scammer of the Week. This is where we highlight a charlatan that's worthy of our praise, or maybe not, like bitch-ass Jamie Spears. (laughs) Both Jamies. I'm talking about Lynn, too. There's a lot of Jamies in this. Right. How you gonna name your daughter after yourself? You grow. You're both What are you doing? Yeah. Boring. (laughs) Stupid. So... One Danish museum has, and y'all tagged me in this shit on Twitter, on Instagram. Like, I feel like somebody mailed me a letter. I got y'all. So one Danish museum has been duped by the concept artist who's taking what was supposed to be the art as his payment. So the Kunsten Museum in Alborg, Denmark, commissioned Jens Haining to remake versions of his two earlier works. The originals were made of cash on display in Danish krone and Euro banknotes. So we have a picture of it. So it's basically just a frame and then some very equally placed out monies. Mm -hmm. And then for some reason, the last line is not finished. I guess that's the art of art. Yeah. (laughs) Some art shit. I don't know. (laughs) Right. Like when we talked about how art is like heavily used in money laundering and all types of weird shit, you know. Oh, yeah. Art is Uh, getting art's a scam but i love artists like i love y'all like keep doing y'all's art but i hope y'all out there scamming too like Mm -hmm. get get in on that (laughs) so the originals were made of cash and on display right they were meant to represent the average annual income of danish and austrian citizens with a combined value of around eighty four thousand dollars the museum gave haining eighty four thousand dollars in banknotes to recreate the pieces solely to be used as materials and not payment Haining instead sent the museum two mm-hmm. empty frames stating in an email that he instead decided to make new artwork love it the email along with many empty frames are now on display take the money and run Haining has no intention <laughs> of returning the money and says it's a protest against low pay reportedly the fee he was to have been paid would still have left him out of pocket. Wow. Wow. Hating hasn't technically broken the contract, but will have to return the money by January, 2022. I don't know. First of all, 
people are looking at this painting. We are literally looking at people looking at a blank canvas. Yes. Yes. And this is much more compelling than just the canvas with the bills in it. Right. And all a museum does is steal shit from from black and brown people and put it in nice little cases with good lighting. Be Mm -hmm. like, look at all this shit we stole. Like now you're getting more people to traffic your museum to look at a blank canvas that made world news. Uh, I think should win the money back. Yeah, I think this guy's brilliant. I think he should be celebrated. I look forward to the rest of his work. I mean, he made a piece. He, it's the right. artist's decision what the ultimate piece ends up being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't be like, oh, I asked for this artwork from this artist and then they gave me something different. Like, that, it's art, right? And honestly, y'all over here branding it, talking about take the money and run so people will come look at a blank-ass canvas. Y'all getting museum fees, you know? What, what's the problem? Also, he wasn't going to make that much money. And it was, what, $80,000? And he said he was going to come out of pocket if he had made the art like they wanted. He wouldn't have even made what he was supposed to make. No, the real scam, this is the story of a failed scam of the museum trying to scam the artist and the artist Mm -hmm. flipping the scam around, becoming the scammer, and becoming Mm -hmm. a better artist for it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Fantastic I love it. Fantastic. I'm glad we had a bright spot at the end of the show because (laughs) I just want to know. I wish I had all the names right now so I could read them out because I just want like the the worst stand group to harass them like the barbs. The barbs are a very aggressive stand group. They're really awful. So I I want the barbs to get a hold of this. (laughs) I want them to ruin these men's lives. Uh, But guys, that brings us to the end of our show. Uh, We always ask on the show, where do you want to be found? So Tess, we'll start with you. Where do you want to be found? and anything you want to promote. Yeah, uh, you can find me on my socials is Testify with two S's, Testify Barker on everything. And please listen to my podcasts, Lady to Lady and Toxic, the Britney Spears story, which is me and Babs's like deep, like serious investigative kind of part. It's like a 10 part. We go in. If you want to know anything about the story, (laughs) we tell it there. All the juicy details and all the crazy details as well. And Babs, where would you like to be found? Um, yeah, Babs Gray on Twitter, Babs Gray on Instagram. And uh, we both host a few comedy shows in LA. Lady to Lady has a show first Sunday of every month. So come check those out sometime. And yeah. Yes. Thanks so y'all much. Y'all are very funny. I had so much fun doing your podcast. Lady to Lady is really fun. Um, y'all should listen. Listen to both these podcasts. They're great. Um, and always, guys, if you want to snitch on your friends and family, just make sure your bag is retired. ScamGoddessPod at gmail.com. If you want to see pictures of me with a snake and all other types of things, ScamGoddessPod on all platforms. And if you want to follow me, D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I, Diva Lacey on all platforms, Lacey Mosley on TikTok. And guys, you can stream all episodes of iCarly on Paramount+. Plus. You can stream all episodes of A Black Lady Sketch Show on HBO Max. Uh, congregation, stay scheming. This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. It's produced by Judith Cargbo, engineered by Marina Pais, and researched by Kaylin Brandt. Stay scheming! This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. 
Saving money on protecting your garden. Now at Menards. Messina's Animal Stopper is a liquid repellent that prevents pesky animals from damaging your garden. Available in a convenient, ready-to-use bottle. It lasts for up to 30 days, regardless of weather and watering. Save big money on Messina's Animal Stopper at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals happening now. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 